welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is May 30th, 2021. This is episode number 128. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff, and I am flying solo today. Apparently, my sister Lindsay thinks that it's more important for her to hang out with her daughter, who she sees like once or twice a year, instead of me, who she sees like once or twice a year, but also on Zoom every Sunday. So I, I guess I see where her priorities are. I mean, I feel like this is going to affect her Christmas present, probably in a negative way. And because she'll never, ever listen to this, I don't think it's a problem that I'm just saying it out loud. So it's it's like um, it's like on that episode of The Office where Ryan came back and he had a list and he was writing people's names down on the list. I'm writing all the times that Lindsay disappoints me so that I can you know, negate her Christmas present. I'm pretty sure she's going to end up owing me two Christmas presents by the end of the year. So nobody do me a favor. Don't tell her that if you're friends with her or, or at the end of this, when I give her contact information, don't email her and tell her that I'm keeping track of all the times that she's naughty and it's going to, it could, it could hurt her Christmas present. Anyway, uh, in terms of my stats, book three is up 810 words, uh, this week, currently at 68,765. It's, it's an interesting place that I'm in right now with this book where I'm probably about a third of the way through it. Um, now that, that does not mean I'm going to have 170,000 words. I'm, I do think this is going to be a big one, but, um, I think today I finished chapter 22 and I expect to have 50, 60 chapters. And even though it doesn't seem like I'm adding a lot of words, I really am. And, and I'll get to that, uh, uh when I get into the, the recaps of the week, uh, book one of my mystery story is still sitting at seven chapters in zero words. Again, I keep saying during this podcast every week that I'm going to work on it later in the afternoon. And I never do. Um, Believe me, it's not that I've lost interest. I love the idea of this story and I can't wait to write it. I'm just really, really working on this science fiction. It's going to be a big one and I want to get it done ASAP. So, uh, and by ASAP, I mean like, you know, three months from now. So uh, I haven't really done a whole lot with the mystery uh, book, but uh, it will happen. I'm not, I, I, I mean, I, I have a cover, you know, I'm going to pay a lot of money to Stuart Bache's crew for a cover. So I'm not going to just let it, let it go away. Um, I love Agatha Christie and I really want to write this murder mystery and then see what happens afterwards. And then Merrill light. I am holding steady still at eight fifty five. I have not checked it. I have not sent a newsletter in a few months and I need to do that. And I'll talk about that when I get into the news. And because Lindsay's not here, I'm going to go right into the news. Um, I really have nothing exciting going on right now. Um, I'm just writing and I do have Facebook ads running. I believe they expire today. Uh, I believe I'm going to let them expire. I'm not going to run any more Facebook ads for a couple months. Um, the, the page reads and the sales have come down because the budget has come down. And I feel like I'm in this dead zone where, you know, most recent book came out last year in September, I think it was. And the next one may not come out until next September or, or this coming September. Who knows? 
And if I'm just putting money into Facebook ads right now and people are reading the first book or the first couple of books, you know, I'm not seeing any kind of a spike in my newsletter signups. It kind it kind of seems like um, if I'm pushing people to read it right now and they read it, but they don't really care when the next one comes out, why may, waste money on trying to get new readers now? I'd rather take that money and, and maybe wait a couple months and then really pour a lot into it um, in, let's say, September or July or August or November, whenever the next one comes out. That's when I really want to start getting people to, to book one so they can go through to book two and then through to book three. So. I'm kind of in this little this little zone, uh, you know. I mean, it's essentially the soggy middle. I'm in the, I'm in that 50% midpoint of of sales or of, of like my book release, where you know having sales right now isn't the most important thing. But what I am going to do is, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and get back into the freebie seekers and try to build my newsletter a little bit. Um, I'm going to probably look into book funnel. Uh, I believe my book funnel ex, uh, uh, res, uh, renews automatically on Tuesday, June 1st. So I think I'm going to go ahead and, and renew it and then throw a couple of my, my free book out there and a couple of um, book funnel promos and see if I can get some more people on my mailing list. That'll be a fun surprise for Lindsay because again, she won't listen to this. But then next week when I say, oh yeah, my, my mail light is up 127, she'll be like, what? So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not the only reason I would do it, but it is kind of a fun, you know, get, get her reactions kind of fun. So uh, I'm probably going to look into that as soon as I log off or tomorrow, tomorrow's a holiday. So it'll most likely be tomorrow. I I mean, after I'm done recording this and publishing it, I'm probably gonna go to the couch and watch Perry Mason for like three hours before I fall asleep. That's hard being me. Um, so what I'm going to probably do then is go ahead and get into a book funnel, maybe a time travel one or a sci-fi one, try to get in a couple of the really big ones. Those are the ones where I seem to have the most success with like 120 authors or 120 books. And it runs for about a month. That'll force me to do probably two newsletters, one on the day that it opens and another one a couple weeks later. And uh, that'll force me to kind of get off my butt and put some content together and try to be interesting for a change to my, my mailer, uh, mailing list people who have, I'm sure have forgotten about me. I do have a couple of book covers that I can put into those emails, which is good, especially the sci-fi one. Um, you know, if I still had the pre-order running, I think I haven't, I never announced the pre-order. I, I'm wondering if that's what kept me from doing an email newsletter where Boy, if I do a newsletter and I announce the pre-order and then I miss the date, you know, by not announcing the pre-order, it it gave me the ability to cancel it anytime I wanted to. And I'd be willing to bet that's kind of like deep down and maybe not even that deep, maybe on the surface allowed me to, to not um, send a newsletter. But now that I've canceled it and I have a couple of covers coming, uh, a couple of covers, um, I feel good about having some content. Got to find something to do with my dog. Um, he's currently laying on the the chair right now looking out the window praying that somebody walks by that he can bark at um so yeah that, that's pretty much all i have in terms of news. oh i do have like i said I, I i one more piece of news i do have i did get my my uh, sci-fi covers this week a couple options from Stuart bacious people and i do like i always do i forwarded to Lindsay, and she picked exactly the same one that i liked and i sent it back to Stuart bacious saying i'll take this one and they wrote back and they said cool give us the paperback details when you're ready and uh, so i should have um legit covers you know, within the next couple weeks that I can go ahead and stick on my website. And um, that means I'll have to go into my website and create a mystery section and just put coming in, you know, 2021 or 2022, um, you know, the first book in the mystery series. So I'm gonna have some website stuff to do in the next couple weeks, which is nice. All right, let's talk about this is apparently going to be a fast 
podcast because there's really, you know, Lindsay's not here and there's not a whole lot going on. I, like I said, I'm in that soggy middle of writing right now. So last week I worked from home. Um, uh, believe me, don't get, don't get used to hearing me say that anymore. Um, and so, so the reason I didn't have as many words, but yet still had a productive week was because I'm working on, um, I, I, I got about eight chapters in and then I stopped updating my story grid. I was just writing. And then I realized around chapter 20 that I needed to update my story grid because I'm, I'm adding all these nuggets of info that have to pay off later in the book. There might be a character or two that says something that I know needs to pay off. I, I might have a, I, I, the, one of the chapters I wrote today has a Chekhov's gun situation. So I have to make sure I go back and add this little gun or a little uh, a nod to this metal tin on a fireplace mantle that's gonna hold the gun. Um, I, I just need to do that. If I don't do that, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, where did that come from or who is this person? Uh, they were never referred to, you know, things like that. So this week, because I was working on chapter 21 and it's an Alex chapter, what I did was I, I went back to the five or six chapters that include, that are basically Alex's point of view. And I, I basically read through all of them, did a lot of editing, made some changes to it. And then updated the story grid, and, and my story grid is huge. I mean, I I do more than just what um, what Sean Coyne put in his story grid book. I'm gonna go ahead and open it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what columns I have in my story grid for this book because it's it's even bigger than the previous two books. I added a few things, so I have a total of. Um, oh, let me move that out of the way so I can scroll. I have a total of, let's see, AG, so 26 plus, one, two, three, four, five, I have 33 columns in my story grid. I have, I have a story event, I'm sorry, I have a, uh, so I have a column in there, it's the first column, and it basically just says first revision finished, and it's telling, it's basically saying, is this revision finished? Does it still need Grammarly? Is it not finished at all? It's just kind of a, an update status for me. Green means done. I have a chapter number column. I have a word count uh, uh, column that, that has a, a running total at the top. The very first row, row one, is basically just the word count that, that I, it adds from the, that word count column. In my story grid, I have the first 22 chapters in there, and I have 40,000 words. Um, so that, I, I essentially have 40,000 words done. The 68,000, I said, being, includes a lot of the words from my first draft as we go forward. I have a story event column, which is the uh, a summary, uh, you know, two or three sentence summary, four sentence summary of what happens in the chapter. I have a notes section, which is just notes for me so that moving forward, if I need to look back and say, what chapter was this character um, introduced? And, and that way I, I can go back and easily find out what I said about that character, things like that. I have a polarity shift column and I actually have four of those, one for each of my POV characters. And that's the plus minus minus plus thing. I have the turning point column, which basically tells me where in the, what was the turning point of the chapter? And then what's the turning point type? Is it action or revelation? I remember Sean Coyne said in story grid, you can't have, um, you know, eight or nine chapters in a row of all action or all revelation. You've got to mix it up a little bit or it kind of gets boring. I have the, who's the point of view character. It's funny. I actually have four point of view characters in this, in this book, but I have a fifth POV character for my prologue, which is the what I call Midnight Serpent Red Squad, which is just four or five people in this, like this military squad talking back and forth to each other. And then chapter one is when it actually goes into one of my, my POV characters. I have the period and the time. I have the time of day. I have the duration and the location of the chapter. That's four more 
columns. Uh, another column, I have the on-stage characters where I name out every character who is on stage during the chapter. And then I have a count for that. So like, for example, chapter two, I'm sorry, the prologue actually has 10 people on stage. And then I have an off-stage characters uh, column where I, I note the people who were mentioned but aren't actually part of the chapter. And I do that because I want to make sure that when I mention someone, the, the audience, the, the readership doesn't go, who, who is this? This is the first time we're hearing about them. So I have that. And then I have a number for that too. So for example, in chapter chapter one, there are four characters that are mentioned off stage. So I have the, the four characters and I have the count as another column. Then I have the, this is something I added on my own. I have the last line. Um, and I put something at the end of the chapter sh should scene should change. So I, I put the last line of the chapter in there so that I understand like, you know, how did the chapter end so that I can, I can go on to the next chapter and get an idea of how I need to start it. That's good when you have multiple POVs. It's easy to go back and see how each chapter ended. I have a main character's emotion um, column. That is something that I learned way back in 2017. Before I even knew much about the story grid, I went to the first 20 books Vegas and uh, I sat next to a woman who did a presentation and it was her, her way of doing plots, her, her way of, um, you know, plot summary and, and plotting and things like that. And one of the things she talked about was you want to know the character's emotion in the chapter so that they have an idea of when you're writing it, you have an idea how you need to write it, what emotions you need to capture. So in some of them, I have things just like confidence, but in another one, I have confident, disappointed, crushed by Ellie. So I have three different, um, emotions in there that I know I need to run through as I, as I go through it. I have a, a column called cliffhanger and this is something I added. I don't think it's in the Sean Coyne one where I, I put in there any cliffhanger that I created, um, any cliffhanger that I created during that chapter, I, I, I want to put it in my story grid to make sure that I answer it later. Um, what else do we have? I have what I call a questions asked slash foreshadowing slash offhand comments that need answered section. And this is where I type stuff where just if I write a line in there um, that that is going to need answered down the road, it's not the cliffhanger of the chapter, but it's just some line um, uh, that I, I know that I'm going to want to answer later in the book, I will put it in there. And that's just a way to remind myself as I'm writing it, you know, you, you mentioned this in chapter seven, but you never actually paid it off because I hate the idea of not paying something off that I mentioned. I don't think I pay off everything, but I pay off some of the things I don't pay off. I just want to keep so that if I'm going to put it in later books, I can. And if I just want to let it die, I can also. So, um, I, and then I have a column right after it called paying off foreshadowing and setups. So basically that is, you know, the column before it was, what are the things that I asked? And then the, the next column is what are the things I answered? And, and what I can do there is, um, as I'm asking questions, I also mark when I answer them so that it's a way for me to make sure that I paid things off. So then I have a, a column called recurring themes slash objects slash other notes that are needed for continuity. And you know, I'll give you a really dumb example. Um, like chapter, I don't know, 14 or 15 was an Alex chapter. And in that chapter, I just decided he was going to eat his food in alphabetical order. So I wrote that in there. And the reason I wrote it in there is so that in a restaurant scene later on, I can have him like start with a food, you know, that, that he could say something like, well, he already ate his potatoes and now he's onto his steak. And, and I just, that's the sentence that it is, but it makes sense because I mentioned that it's alphabetical previously. So that's like character traits and, 
you know, I had um, one of my characters. She she says the word "sweetie" a lot when she when she re- refers to people, and uh, I'll put that in there so that I can remember who was it that said that. Instead of going through the whole book, I can just find it in my story grid. So this is kind of a combination of story grid and, I guess, outline. I don't know. Um, I have a hero's journey column. I'm, we're almost done. I think we have seven left. I have a hero's journey column so that I can keep track of the hero's journey for each of my characters as they move through the book. I really like that column because I really love the hero's journey. I have a column called things to address. Now, this is this is something for me so that if, I, if I'm finishing a chapter, like today's a perfect example. I finished a chapter and I wanted to leave where I was. And, uh, but I know I had like four or five things I still had to work through to make sure that chapter was finished. So I just created it in the, my things to address section and, and I'll do that every now and then. So that when I go onto my next edit, um, whatever's in that column, I can address it. And then by the time the book is done, that column in the story grid should be empty for every chapter. I also have one of my, I also have one of my favorite, um, Columns that it's called short story short story event and that's if I see something in the chapter while I'm writing it that would make a great short story down the road I just take a quick note of it so that I can just keep that in my mind and then finally my last three columns are they're all um, calculations they're number calculations so the first one is the percentage of the book so if the word count if the total number of the uh, words in the book is 10,000 and the word count for that chapter is 1000 it's 10%. Um I don't want to have some chapter that's like 50% of the book. So I want to keep that number, you know, below 10, preferably between 4 and 6 or maybe 3 and 5. It depends on how many chapters I have, but I do want to keep an eye on that number just to make sure that I don't have some terribly small chapter that that can be put into another one or a really really large one. Um, percent into book, which is, you know, thousand words in the first chapter, 10,000 total words. Now I'm 10% into the book. And I, I, I don't really look at that. I just like putting formulas into Excel. So I did that one too. And then finally I have a running total of the page count. So I can go at the end of each chapter, see how many pages total in total I have. So that is my story grid. It's huge. Um, if you want more information about it, email me and I can talk to you. You know, I basically took what Sean Coyne, um, did in his original story grid book many years ago. And I just add on to it, uh, for things that I know that I'm going to want to remember down the road. So that is what my story grid looks like. I really didn't expect to go through that. So that's good. That means it won't be as short as I thought it would. Um, so like I said, I, I worked from home this week, um, and it was all Alex stuff. So I think there were like six chapters that were Alex chapters. Um, and as I finished chapter 21 yesterday, um, I would go back through and, and work through the other chapters at the same time. That was kind of what I did throughout the week. And, and I up my, updated my story grid as I went. Um, that was pretty much the whole week. I mean, Tuesday night I golfed in my league. I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, yesterday was a bit of a long day because it rained all day Friday and a lot of Saturday. So there was no golf in the morning. I missed my Saturday golf like I normally do. So I, I took the time to run a bunch of errands. Um, I went to the BMV and holy cow, you know, my birthday's coming up in a few weeks and holy cow, the BMV it's, I was the third person outside the doors in line and it took an hour for me. You know, I stood outside for a half an hour and I finally got inside and I sat for a half an hour. I don't know if they were just slow or what was going They're usually not that slow. So, uh, I got my sticker for my new car, which is good. Um, I actually, speaking of my new car, so I bought it, I don't know, a couple months ago, and about two weeks after I bought it, I realized that the the um, check engine slash, no, I'm sorry, check oil slash filter, it's not a light, it's like, a, it's like words on the display would pop up every time I would turn the car on. I was like, what the hell? I just bought this car, and now I'm gonna have like problems with it? 
So finally, I and they told me they changed the oil. There's a sticker that says 20,000 miles. I'm only at 17,000 now. So I decided finally to take it into the dealer. And the dealer's about a half an hour for me. So it's kind of an out of the way thing to do. But I took it into the dealer and I went to the service station. And he said, oh yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not our problem. That uh, what you can do there is you can go in and you can reset it every time you get oil, and that way it'll tell you when you're at like 5,000 miles. So it's really just a reminder that they did not reset when they changed the oil when I bought it. And it was as easy as him walking out, showing me how to do it, and it took five minutes and I was gone. But the good thing was, is that I was um, right down the street from a Barnes and Noble, and I have not been into a bookstore, boy, since I don't know February, March last year, I think January last year, maybe I have not been into a bookstore. So I walked in with my bag and my laptop my and my, uh, my um, emotion book, my emotion thesaurus book and my rural setting thesaurus book. I walked around the bookstore for a while, just kind of browsing books. And I really enjoyed that. That's it's been a while since I've done that. And then I went into the little cafe and opened up my laptop and I sat for a couple hours finishing up chapter 21, finishing up all of my Alex stuff so that all the previous chapters are good and chapter 21 is good. Chapter 21 is a lot like, you know, for those of you who've been listening for a long time, if you remember, I had a chapter back in book one, it was right around chapter, I don't know, seven or eight, where it was this three-year passage of time between two characters as their relationship grew. And I really, really struggled with it because I did not know how to do that passage of time. It took me a couple weeks to do that chapter. Well, this, this chapter was very similar where it was like a, it was like a maybe a seven to eight, seven to ten day passage of time, but it still had to be a long chapter. And um, because of the way that I wrote chapter seven of book one back in the day, it really helped me get through this one. But this one still was a tough one to do. I, I did not want to break it up into multiple chapters because it had a good begin, middle, ending in terms of what my character started at at the beginning and what he's building to by the time he got to the end of it. But it did have to take place over seven to ten days. And all I really did was use those little um, those little asterisk, asterisk, asterisk to denote the end of a section onto the, the beginning of a new section. And then if you look at my story grid, I actually have in there three different polarity shifts, three different turning points, three different turning point types, turning point types. So I did story grid it that way as if it was three different scenes inside of one chapter. And that led, so after that, I went to a, a store that we don't have around here, but it is near Barnes Noble called Golf Galaxy. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I enjoy golfing. Um, and I was looking at some clubs. There's one club I feel like I'm missing for my set. Uh, it's either going to be a five wood or a seven wood. I'm not sure which yet, but I'm going to buy it at some point this summer um, and see how it does. I wish I could try it out there. They had golf bays there. They had, like simulators there that were really nice, but they were full. And I didn't really want to sit around and wait. I'd been out all day anyway. Um, so I, let's see, I went, I went back to my mom and dad's afterwards and picked up my dog. We celebrated my mom's birthday. My mom's birthday was a couple, a uh, couple days ago, but we always, you know, here in the, uh, the Evanoff household, we always celebrate birthdays on the weekends. Um, so it doesn't really matter if your birthday's on a Monday or a Thursday, we're probably going to celebrate it the following weekend. So last night we celebrated my mom's birthday. This morning I did get up and go golfing. Um, it was still a little bit chilly. It was in the high forties. And, and it was somewhat wet, but apparently it was so windy up there near the golf course. It's about an hour north of me. Um, we didn't really have a lot of wind down here, but it was so windy up there that it dried out. It like pushed all the rain off the golf course, which was nice because it rained a lot the last 48 hours. So um, I played today and I actually played pretty well. I got a 41 on the front nine, which is really good for me. I'm setting myself up to where I, I can break 80. All I need to do is get like a 40. 
I don't know, what is it, 40, 49, no, 48 or below on the back, and I should be able to do that. I shot 45 on the back last week. And, of course, I fell apart and shot a 50, so my score was 91. So my last three scores there, are, I'm trying to break 90. I'm trying to get below 90. I did it once this year. I'm trying to do it again. My last three scores there are 90, 91, 90. So I'm like one or two shots away every time. It's driving me crazy but I'm playing better and I love my shot and I love hitting the ball so much better than I was at, at, at this point last year I was really just terrible I was really bad I was afraid to hit an iron and now I'm not afraid I had no distance and my driver goes over 200 yards almost every time so it's it's just a lot better so I came home and uh what did I do I caught up on a couple of podcasts that I missed and then I went back out and I went to write um, I went to, I've been looking for a sandwich place because I don't always want to eat hothead burrito as much as I love burritos. And I'm really just not a fan of Panera's food. I think anytime that you put like three adjectives before one of the items in the actual food, there's no way I want to eat it. It's like, just give me a tomato. I don't need, you know, Asiago. I don't know if that's tomato or not, but I'm just, it's the first word that popped in my head. So like Asiago, you know, dark red crispy tomato just give me a friggin tomato i remember i remember i went to um visit Lindsay in hawaii in 2014 when she lived out there and i had a six hour layover in los angeles at lax and i went and sat down at a diner and i opened up the menu i couldn't pronounce half the words on the menu now i like to think of myself as somewhat intelligent i don't know but man was it just and that's what panera reminds me of panera reminds me of like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hillbilly at heart. You know, I'm a redneck at heart. I, I might be a computer programmer, but you know, I'm, I'm a redneck and I, I just give me a burger and fries and I'm happy. You know, I, I or give me a turkey sandwich, you know, don't, don't put all these words in there that I don't understand. And that's what Panera does. And it drives me crazy. I can't just go in there and give me a bacon, egg and cheese on a biscuit you, because God forbid they have biscuits. I have to get it on some bread. That's got three names and probably doesn't taste very good. So, uh, well, that was a rant. Oh, I apologize for that. Um, but so I've been looking for new places on the weekends when I don't golf to write. And if I can get breakfast somewhere, it makes me really happy. Yesterday, the reason that I ended up going to, uh, where did I go and write yesterday? Oh, I went to Barnes and Noble, but before that I did go to Wendy's and get just a burger and fries. The reason that I did that, I, I would have left a little bit earlier yesterday, but it's because I could not find a good breakfast place in the area where I could sit at a good table and um and right and so i just waited until about 10 30 and i left my house and by the time I, I got to the place where i was ready to eat it was lunchtime and today you know i had my normal bacon egg and cheese on toast see if i get this bacon egg and cheese on toast that they make at the golf course this woman is a magician when it comes to making this breakfast sandwich and if i could get that somewhere i mean there's a good chance that at some point during the summer I, I go in, get a bacon, egg and cheese. I golf 18 holes. And then I go back inside the clubhouse and sit for a couple hours and just eat something from them and write because it's a really good atmosphere to write. It's just, you know, 45 minutes north of here. And I hate that. I hate having that drive home looming. Um, I'd rather be a little bit closer to my house and have a 25 minute drive instead of a 45 minute drive. So, um, but it could happen. You never know. I am so rambling right now. Um, 
Let's see. So the, today um, at, at Jimmy John's, I started my Nolan chapter. So Nolan is another one of my characters. He's chapter 22, which is the one that I started today. I started and finished it today. But now this week, I'm going to go back through my six or seven Nolan chapters. And I'm going to make sure I have a whole list of notes from chapter 22 where I have to go back and seed some things in throughout the earlier chapters. So I'm going to do the same thing I did for the Alex chapters. I'm going to take this week and maybe even next week. I don't know how long it's going to take me. And I'm going to make sure all these previous chapters are good. So so when I go on to chapter 23, which is probably a Padma chapter, I'll do the same thing for her. So uh, these next couple weeks are really going to be slower in terms of progress. Uh, uh, going forward in the book, past chapters 22, 23, 24, but they're going to be really, really good for the previous chapters and making the story better. And I love that. I love seeding. It's my favorite thing in, in a book to do is this whole seeding thing. Um, just getting the audience to see it in chapter seven and see it in chapter nine. And then when it happens in chapter 15, they're like, oh, I remember that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Jimmy John's wasn't really that impressive to me. Uh, they, they would not heat up my sandwich. I don't, I'm not a big fan of a cold sandwich. I love a hot sandwich. And uh, I asked them, hey, can you heat up the turkey? And they said, no, they weren't allowed, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Maybe it's some kind of a rule, I don't know. But apparently they weren't allowed to throw my turkey in a microwave. It seems kind of silly. Um, they, they asked me, I said, what are the sides I can get? And they said, well, you can get chips, a pickle, or something else. I don't remember what the other thing was. And I, I thought that's kind of strange because usually a lot of sandwich places, you get a, like a pickle spear or whatever with the sandwich, then you can get chips as a side. And I said, well, can I get chips and a pickle? And they said, yeah. And then they said something that I'd never heard anyone say, which was, how do you want your pickle cut? Do you want it whole? Do you want it in half or quartered? And I was like, I don't know, in half? So then they gave me my food and I went and sat down and I opened up. It's a ginormous pickle that they gave me. It wasn't just like a, a sandwich spear or anything like that. So I ate most of that. And, you know, again, I, I don't mind a cold sandwich, but if the opportunity is there for me to have a hot sandwich, I mean, they cook the bacon. Why couldn't they just throw the turkey in whatever it is they cook the bacon in? So I probably won't be going back there anymore. Probably go back to Hot Ed. Uh, well, although I say that and now over the next few weeks, that's a, that's going to be an, an interesting uh, question to answer. So. And, and like I said earlier, this um, there's a good chance this is going to be my longest book. Um, I think my previous one was 119,000. That's book one. Book two is about 80,000. I mean, book three, I wouldn't be surprised. I guess I, I wouldn't be surprised if I got to 119,000. Um, although that's, that is a pretty big number. I'm about halfway there now, but I also have a lot to add still. I have a lot of plot to add. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to having like, having like a really big science fiction book three that leads into book four, which is probably going to be more than four POV characters. It's going to be, I mean, it potentially could be five, six, or seven. Um, and that's probably going to be the last book in the series. So that should be fun to write, you know, killing off people. So let me just, I'm going to think out loud real quick. So we've got Peter, we've got Alex, we've got Padma, we've got Nolan, we've got um, I doubt Talbot will be in it. We've got a, at least one bad guy. Um, I'm going to need another villain. Wow. There, yeah, there's going to be some. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Book four is going to be a bear to write. It's going to be a fun one to write, though. Um, so that is all I have in terms of my recap. Uh, my running list of future things to do. I mean, it's still SEO. Who knows if I'm actually ever going to do that? I mean, we're, we're heading into June. I spent one week doing it in January and haven't gone back to it. It's so boring. I don't know how people do it. I wish there was a way, like if there was a genie who's like, we give you three wishes, 
I mean, wish number one would be like a hundred wishes. And then wish number two would be like, can you just make it so that I can like play the piano like Billy Joel, like just sit down and I can pop out the entertainer or scenes from any time restaurant or, you know, any of those songs that I love that, that would be wish one. I think wish two would be just general marketing knowledge. Just how do I, all the stuff that people take, you know, months and months and years and years to learn about Google searches and Amazon searches and all that stuff. I just wish I could get that implanted into my brain. Maybe like a hundred years from now they'll you know, people will come with USB ports and, and you can just like plug like a little flash drive in and they can just pull that stuff. I don't know. That's I'm probably actually, that's not a bad plot for a book now that I think about it. Um, so I, I really don't have anything new in my running list of future things to do. My addicted to is the same. Also it's Perry Mason. Um, again, I don't know if I'd call myself addicted to it cause I didn't watch it as much this week, but I did have one night where I sat down and literally watched seven. Um, it's easy when you fast forward through commercials and don't watch the last five minutes where it ends in a bad joke. Um, it's really easy to do. And, uh, but you know, I guess I could call myself addicted to that. There's another show out there that I really love called, um, see no evil. It's on the ID network. It's one of those murder shows where, you know, you get the police, how they solve the case using video cameras and using CCTV footage and all that stuff. I really enjoy that. I watched a bunch of those this weekend too, after work. Um, so I don't really have any much of an addicted to right now. Uh, probably just Perry Mason's going to keep going with it this week and uh, and go for there go go from there uh speaking of this week my schedule this week kind of it's 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 a little different um tomorrow's memorial day so i am not working it's my first real day off uh where i have the whole day off since i believe new year's day um i've taken a bunch i've taken like six or five or six half days just to do some writing after work but um this tomorrow's gonna be my first full day i don't have any plans to go anywhere i'm not golfing as far as i know i texted a buddy to see if he wanted to golf but i haven't heard back from him yet um I'm definitely going to do some writing and it's going to be most likely a lot of the Nolan chapters, cleaning those up and, and, uh, moving forward into the chapter that I'm working on now, which is chapter 22, I believe. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hit my golf simulator. I really love the way that I'm hitting my irons right now on the golf course. And I want to keep practicing that. So I'm probably going to hit my irons at some point. It's gonna be really nice tomorrow. It's gonna be like 70 degrees. It's not gonna be too hot. Not gonna be too cold. It's going to be dry all day. So it's pretty, it's a damn good day right there to hit the golf simulator. If I don't golf, um, and I'm going to just relax tomorrow cause, cause tomorrow, like I said, it's my first day, full day off where I'm not doing a whole lot. I'm not golfing. I get to sleep in. So that's going to be tomorrow, Tuesday. I am back to work and we're not back full time yet, but we're, I'm going from 25% to 50%, meaning instead of being there, uh, one week out of every four, I'm going to be there two weeks out of every four, except for this week I'll be in, at work next week. I'm going to Manhattan, Kansas and the following week I'm back at work. So I'm not even working from home again until June 21st. So, uh, that means Tuesday through Friday. What I'm probably going to do is, you know, get up at 5 AM like normal, uh, drive to work, work seven to 1130, eat lunch from 1130 to one. And that's where I'm going to do my writing. And uh, there are some restaurants when I was up there last time, uh, there was a BW three that I can go to. There's a subway. The, the normal subway I usually go to is, is uh, no indoor seating, but there's a subway about five minutes away from there that has indoor seating. And I used it a couple times last week. And I think I was the only person that actually sat inside and ate. So it's perfect. It's quiet, but not too quiet. And I can sit by the window and watch the people and I can work on my book. So I'll have four days of that, which is fantastic. 
Um, I, I do, you know, tell, one thing about going back to work is my lunch breaks are so much more productive when it comes to writing because I go to the restaurant and there's nothing else to do other than eat and write. And it works so well. And I'm really happy about that. Tuesday night we have our golf league. Um, Saturday I'll probably golf in the morning. It looks like it's going to be a nice day. And then I'll come home and get changed and go eat lunch somewhere in a restaurant and do some writing. I actually feel like I should have a pretty productive week. I'm, you know, I'm going to try to shoot to get those Nolan chapters done this week so that next week I can go into the Padma stuff. But, uh, you know, I've got a lot of days where I can get, a, you know, have a pretty good amount of writing to do. So then I'll work one to four 30. I'll be home by six and except Tuesday night, I do have golf league and we are in the last group, which means we won't even start till six. I probably won't get home until like nine 30, 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, so Saturday, right, right, golf in the morning, right in the afternoon. And then Sunday is going to be an interesting day because I probably will not golf. I will write. I'll probably podcast with Lindsay as long as none of her other family members are in town. And then I, in the evening, I am getting on a flight and I'm going to Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas, the home of Kansas State and uh, the home of one of the plants for the company that I work for. And I'm going to be installing. If you guys remember two years ago, I was back and forth to Nebraska every week in the summer. It was chaos. It was hell. It was hard. And um, it took, boy, it took, I was back and forth for a month right before I went to Scotland. And then we spent the next nine months or so basically making this system perfect for them. Well, perfect, meaning 99% perfect. There's still a couple of bugs to work out two years later. Uh, I'm doing the same thing in Kansas, in Manhattan, Kansas now. But I've had two more years to work out the bugs and work out the program and and demo and test. And I understand how the users are using it more now. And I feel really confident about this program. And I have a pretty good I have a I feel pretty good that I'm going to go there on Sunday, come back the following Friday and not have to go back. Um, I think it's going to go really, really smooth. I've got a an IT guy there who is ready to work with me to get it all taken care of. He's setting up all the hardware ahead of time and um yeah, it's actually gonna be kind of fun. It's gonna be my first time flying since November of 2019. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. I'm, you know, I'm six weeks past my second vaccination, so I'm not worried about, I'm not really worried about COVID too much. Um, in fact, I'm not really worried about it at all. I, I, I still will social distance, but I do that anyway. I don't really like people, so I don't really want people around me. Um, and that is my Sunday. I'll land Sunday night and drive to the hotel. Luckily, we're landing in the same city as the hotel. It's like 15 minutes away, which is beautiful. Uh, I think the last time I flew to Manhattan, Kansas, we had to fly to Kansas City and drive for two hours. And now it's like fly right into the city, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm, I'm going to try to podcast between. Let's see. I'll get up Sunday morning, try to podcast with Lindsay in the morning. That way I can get something out. And then uh, and then I'll probably take, you know, head to the airport around one, two o'clock. So. And that is pretty much all I have. I want to ask Lindsay, do you have anything else? Because that's what I always say at this point, but she's not on. Um, I will tell you, uh, let's see, I'll give you her contact info. If you want to contact Lindsay for any reason, and, and you shouldn't. I mean, you can contact her about book stuff or whatever, but just don't tell her that I'm, I'm keeping track of how her Christmas present's looking. She probably wouldn't like that. You can find her website, lindsayevanoff.com. Email her, lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. And that's Lindsay with an A, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Uh, Lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. She's on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, let's see. It is Lindsay Evanoff author on both of those sites. And she is on Twitter, Evanoff Lindsay. Um, you can tweet at her if you want to. 
If you want to contact me, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. If you want to see my book covers, you know, give it a week or so and then go up there. You might, they may be up there. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. You can tweet me uh, at jerrye25. Um, you can Facebook me or, or, or follow me on my Facebook page. It's Jerry Evanoff author. I really, really, really have cut down on the Facebook the last couple weeks. And I gotta be honest with you, I don't miss anything. I only check it now because I wanna check and see if I have any good, um, any good uh, uh, comments on my ad. And there were some good comments. I love the fact that these, these, um, uh, these conversations start about time travel, which is pretty cool. Oh, I do have something else I want to tell you. So here, let me finish my contact information and I'll tell you this funny story. Um, let's see, buy me a coffee. So Lindsay and I were jokingly kind of talking about uh, a new author podcast dinner in Vegas. When we, when we go in November, uh, friend of the podcast, Rich Casey said he'd be, he's, he's up for it. So that's one. So right now we have three people, <clears throat> Um, if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash Jerry Evanoff and you, you want to buy me a coffee, which is, you know, the dollar, $2, $5, whatever you want to do, feel free. And then any money that comes in, I will use for that dinner to buy Lindsay and I dinner that night. Um, and if you want to join us for that dinner, I, I mean, I, I really didn't expect this to be a real thing, but who knows? Maybe it is a real thing. Maybe we'll actually have a dinner with two or three or 10 people. Uh, right now it's three of us. Uh, Lindsay, myself, and Rich, and anybody else wants to join, drop me a note, drop Lindsay a note, and, and let us know. And, and you know, if we get enough interest, well, actually, I feel like we have enough interest now with Rich. That's Rich is enough interest for for uh, for a whole group. So, um, if you want to join us, you know, drop me an email, and we'll put some plans together. I'm probably not going to put it on the the Vegas events sheet because nobody knows who we are, but. Um, but uh, we'll we'll talk about it in emails and we'll figure something out. Uh, and let me tell you a funny story before I end the podcast here. Um, I got an email on Wednesday from someone. I'm not going to give her name. Her, I'm just going to give you her first name is Dana. Um, so let me give you a little backstory. I wrote book one a couple years ago. And in book one, I have a character named Mark Watson. I think I've mentioned him in the, on this podcast recently. He had like two or three lines. And he was just a computer programmer. I basically patterned him after me. And uh, he was working with, with my bad guy on something. And he wasn't a bad guy. He was just, he was helping my bad guy do something with programming, nothing, nothing bad. And um, so out of nowhere, a couple weeks ago, I just decided to make this character a bigger part of book three. And in fact, make him a villain. Kind of a minor villain. I'm pretty sure he's going to get killed by the bigger villain. I think the bigger villain's just going to take him out at some point. Um, and then I talked about that on a podcast a few weeks ago, and I titled the podcast, The Incredible Journey of Mark Watson. So fast forward to a couple days ago, Wednesday, I get an email and she says, hi, Jerry, awesome episode you had with Mark Watson. I, list, I just listened to it the other day and I loved it. That actually led me into thinking, do you accept guest suggestions? If you do, I want to recommend having blah, blah, blah on your show. He's leading this and blah, 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 blah. Now, this annoyed me a little bit because this person did not listen to my podcast. I mean, awesome episode you had with Mark Watson. I never have an episode with Mark Watson. He's a character that I mentioned once, but because his name was in the title, you just assumed it. The Incredible Journey of Mark Watson. You just assumed I did an interview with an author named Mark Watson about his incredible journey, which is not what it was. And then she said, I just listened to it the other day and I loved it. Oh God, that's just such a lie. How can you do business that way? It's annoying me so much. And um, so I just was going to let it go. I wasn't going to, I didn't care about it or anything. Well, then two days later, she emailed me again 
And she said, I wanted to quickly follow up to my last message. Did it land in your inbox? Smiley face. And now I'm annoyed. It's like, okay, this person is not going to leave me alone. And, uh, and, and I don't like that because she's not leaving me alone based on a lie. And I don't like that at all. So I hit reply and I wrote the following. Hi, Dana. We don't really take guests. Also, Mark Watson was not actually on the podcast, but his name was mentioned in the title. He's not an actual person, but instead a character in my first first book. I suspect you didn't actually listen to the podcast. Thanks, Jerry Evanoff. And I'm hoping that that causes her to leave me alone. And I've heard other people talk about this on their podcasts, how if you're going to reach out to somebody because you want to be on their podcast, do some research and actually listen to them. Listen to how they conduct their podcast. That way, when you get in there, it sounds natural. It actually, you did listen to it. You didn't have to lie to them. And that that really bugged me. So, um, and that was my story. And that is all I have for today. Um, and I'm going to finish up by saying what Lindsay always says, which is if you like our podcast, give us a roof on the podcast page. And until next week, Thank you for listening, everyone. And I promise Lindsay will be back next week. And I say that not actually asking her, but just assuming. So I'm 99% sure she'll be back next week. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.